This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. Let's fuck this shit. It's only King. Why do you have to be mad? I did a little pause there to build the anticipation. The anticipation. Hi. Hi, Christina. How are you doing, Audrey? Oh, you know, I'm just excited to talk to my best friend on this wonderful Sunday evening. Wow, on the Sabbath, talking to your best friend. That's pretty wholesome. I'm just happy to be able to spend this Sunday evening with you. I think it's a nice reset before we get into another week. I think it's great to be able to, like, be mean to each other to the joy of myself and thousands. To each other's face (laughs) over the internet. Exactly, yeah. How's your weekend been so far? It's been pretty good. Uh, I had a day so relaxing yesterday that I spent the entire time wondering what I had forgotten to do. Do you ever have days like that? Oh, absolutely. Oh my God. I don't have to see anyone. I don't really have to do anything. Like this day is just mine. Why do you think I started a podcast so that I wouldn't have days like that anymore? (laughs) You're like, no, I want to always have like three to four hours of busy work to do. I'm sorry. Like, Why would you ever want to be alone with your own thoughts for that long? (laughs) No, it was wonderful. It was so good. I watched like eight hours of hockey. I went to see Parasite. Great flick. How was your weekend? You've been like running around. I've been running around. I've been bopping around. (laughs) I uh, helped a friend move yesterday, which is people should do that more. People should not dread that as much. I like I know it sucks. I I like to help people move. I helped a friend move and then... um, I just kind of chilled. Here's the thing. Hockey. When you help a friend move, that's just like, you just did the ultimate friend activity. Yeah. It's like in The Sims where, you know, you have to like keep your relationship up with your friends so that you can do better at your job. <laughs> I don't know why that's connected, but whatever. I personally don't know about that, but I trust you. Okay. Anyway. So like if you do something really big for them, then you don't have to tend to that friendship as much. Ah, got it. With like calls. Yes, because friendship is purely transactional. That's right. (laughs) As Kant said, uh, give her some money. (laughs) Should we talk about sports? I guess we should talk about hockey. I guess that's why we're here. Unfortunately, last week we talked about the Leafs, which means that um, this week we also have to talk about the Leafs. I know. If only there was a a website that I could go to to learn more about the Leafs. Uh, Do you know a website? Just anybody talking about the Leafs on the internet in general. I mean, I feel (laughs) like they're a really undercover team. Yeah. Should be more people expressing their opinions about the Leafs. I truly can't believe there's not an athletic Toronto. I mean, that seems like a huge oversight. (laughs) Hey guys, this is Tom from Southside Chicago. So 
So we got right now the Leafs up 4-1. 4-1 in the, at the end of the first period on the Avalanche. Tyson Berry, two goals in the last four periods after zero all season under Mike Babcock. Does that mean, you know, I haven't taken a math class in uh, 10 years, but does that mean that Keith is infinity times a better coach than Mike Babcock? All right. Thank you very much. Take good care now. Uh, well, uh, if you are listening to this podcast, you probably know that Mike Babcock did get fired because of us. Fully due to me and Christina yelling about why haven't you fired your coach yet? Come on, Kyle, get it together. And what do you know? He listened to us. Thank you to the person who emailed that episode to Kyle, who probably listened to it and was like, oh my God, I am not going to let these bitches make a fool out of me. I better do what they say. And so the Leafs organization has fired head coach Mike Babcock. This came after a start. Uh, I think their record was 9-10-4. Mm-hmm. It's not good. Um, and so this was also <laughs> in the in the middle of a five-game losing streak. They have won both games since they've brought their new coach in. And would you like to know who's gotten a goal in both games? My man's Tyson Berry. I told you he was broken and Sheldon Keefe has come in and fixed him. Oh. So yes, it does mean, I think, in my opinion, and I also haven't taken a math class in since 2011. So it does mean, I think, that he is exactly infinity times a better coach than Babcock was. Exactly. So it's scientifically proven. Based solely on that sample size. (laughs) I think we can all agree. So I hadn't really looked into like the whole history of Babcock's time in Toronto just because I didn't care. Yeah, I mean, also the Leafs, just a critically uh, undercover team. <laughs> and, like, I don't want to have to dig to find it. Like, if only there was a website that I could right. find, find history about the Leafs. But anyway, I did I did finally, after some trolling and some just hours of research, I found a website that, that could tell me about Leafs history. And so Babcock was, wasn't hired by Kyle. Kyle Dubas only started as GM there, I think last year was his first full season. Yeah, so he was hired by, like, the president of the hockey organization. And I guess he came in at a super transitional time and they, like, sucked ass. And mm-hmm. I think they were the, horrible. Only, the only player they have from that time is, is Morgan Riley, who's been there the whole time. Once I had that context, it started to make a lot more sense because right. his whole play style is completely at odds with everything that Kyle Dubas wants to do with the hockey team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Babcock didn't have the skills to deal with the kind of players that he was being given. It was just, it right. was, this was going to happen. He was going to, it was just a natural progression, I think, of, of things that were always going to happen. And I think it also makes sense in a, the larger context of why the organization may have been reluctant or have taken more time to fire him than another coach would have. He, he got mm-hmm. more leeway than I think another coach would have gotten. And it's because he took over in, you know, 2015 or whatever, when the Leafs were in a really bad spot and he made them into a playoff contending team. Right. Like he ate the shit. Yeah. That's the Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews, John Tavares, bringing in all these guys and William Nylander. And so I think there was a certain... You know, we owe a lot to him. He's gotten us he's gotten us a really long way, but also each one of these playoff mm-hmm. appearances have ended in a first round exit because they right. are addicted to losing to the Bruins. <laughs> so at the end of the day, the really interesting part of this to me is how much the team 
seem to not be buying into his message anymore. And I don't know how long that's been going on, but it was very, very clear that the team no longer wanted to be playing for this coach. Right. And I think that's actually something that you talked about earlier this season, where you mentioned the fact that they have like a bunch of new dudes on their roster Mm -hmm. who have no history with Babcock and no reason to have any sort of any more respect than you would have for for any other coach, any other coach. Right. So, you know, I think that's definitely playing a part of it, too, is he just has all these new little boys who are very fast and very small. And he's like, I don't know how to deal with this. And they're like, I don't want a coach that doesn't know how to coach me. It was just a fun, fundamental mismatch of abilities and goals. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you look at even the stats during Babcock's time, you know, at the beginning of the season, you have an offense that was underperforming. So they mm-hmm. were averaging like three goals a game. And then the way he structured the team was that the offense had to be insanely strong to overpower how weak their defense is. Mm-hmm. That means that your defense is bad and and your offense is also bad. That means you're losing hockey games and that's math, baby. Thank you so much for clarifying that that's not very good. It's not. And this comes from Mike Babcock for years, not putting any effort into rebuilding the Leafs defensive core. And then if you have an offense that's also underperforming, Mm -hmm. you don't have a leg to stand on. Plus, think about how much money they're spending on their forwards. Right, who aren't scoring. That's the Marner contract, the Matthews contract, Tavares, and William Nylander. That's a huge chunk of their money. So you don't even have any money to go out and get somebody off the trade market. Right, so their forwards are almost 50% or or 50% of their cap. And so, like, of course they're going to feel it harder whenever their top guys aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing because that's Mm -hmm. what they spent all their money on. So it seems like they are all pretty jazzed to play for Keith, though. So this is a guy who has no NHL experience. He, before this, was the head coach of the Toronto Marlies, which is the Leafs AHL affiliate. The interesting thing is that So he has experience with a lot of these players because a lot of Leafs players develop with the Marlies before making the jump to the Leafs. So he knows a lot of their like third and fourth line guys, a lot of their prospects, but he doesn't have any experience with Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews. And that Mm -hmm. I think is going to be really interesting. Well, so I I know that he doesn't have any experience with them, but he's experienced with Kyle. Yeah, but Kyle's not playing hockey. That's true. That's a good point. I mean, I guess he can't be in there and be like, hey, just so you know, my guy Keith. As much as I would cool. love to see, like, Kyle Dubas just, like, rip one bar down. Did he ever play, like, super midget, ultra midget hockey or whatever? I'm sure he did. Their first game under their new coach was in Arizona last week, which I always think is kind of cool and dramatic because, you know, Austin Matthews. And they won, which I thought was nice. <laughs> and then they also... A really exciting game against the Avs this past weekend where they scored four times in the first period and then the Avs came back in, I think the finals was like 5-3 or something. But it's closer than it sounds. They got Tyson Berry playing on the first power play unit, so that's all I wanted to see. Now you can die happy. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, because I feel like anytime there's there's a coaching change like this, it's like you have a lot of guys who are super motivated and want to do better with the new guy. But eventually you fall into a routine. So yeah, I think it will be really interesting to see kind of how everything shakes out. 
I'm sure that someday there will be a website that we can read about this stuff. If anyone else besides us started covering the Leafs, that would be great. Because I do feel like we're, we're carrying a lot of the burden right now. And I don't think that's right. really fair to us or to the team. No, I think they need someone who can do this full time. And like, I'm just not really ready to leave my job yet. No, like maybe someone who needs to have like a YouTube channel. Sorry, I need to stop shitting on Steve Dangle. Like, I really do respect him. I don't know who Steve Dangle is. I'm never going to let you find out. Should we talk about bodily fluids? I mean, I feel like we have a bodily fluids segment at this point. Well, the flavor of the week is spitting. That's right, folks. We're talking about spit. So actually, this happened while we were recording last week. We missed it. And I think I sounded really distracted at the end of the episode because I was getting frantic text messages being like, Garnet Hathaway just spit on someone. And truly, he did. He did do that. He uh, he spit <laughs> right in a uh, friend of the pod, Eric Goodbranson's face. Whenever I heard that he had spat on someone, I thought it was just like going to be a mist. No, it was a big old wad. He he really got him. He really had good aim, too. I've never successfully... Can you spit? Like, I can't spit. No, but I've seen people who can't, and that was the spit of a man who's done it before. <laughs> He's had some practice. There's my New England boy. He's done this a couple times. That's one of the things that I think, like, I wouldn't ever want to be a man, to be clear. But I do get jealous that men can pee wherever they want. You can too if you just plan ahead. Just get if a you just try hard enough. I actually do <laughs> yeah. have one of those funnels. You do? Yeah, for camping. It's purple. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And the other thing is spitting, like spitting long distances. Yeah. I would love to be able to do that just one time. I, I think that you can, like, work your way up to it if this is a goal for you. This is so achievable. I have a really long bedroom now, so maybe I can just, like, work on my <laughs> Oh, my God. It'll be like a, oh a my shooting God. gallery up in here. Uh, like that movie where she learns how to do flash dance. It'll be like flash dance. A montage of me learning how to spit. <laughs> yeah. She's a maniac. <laughs> sing, a maniac. <laughs> sing. <laughs> Wow, we're doing a lot of sound effects on this episode. <laughs> so this happened last Monday night when the Caps were playing the Ducks at home. So there was like under a minute left in the second period. The Ducks, whenever they play the Caps, it gets like very physical, very fast. And I'm not I'm not really sure where that came from because it doesn't seem like a rivalry that makes any sense. No, the Ducks are a fairly new team. They don't play each other that often. They're pretty, pretty bad. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> They're awful. This spitting incident is also how I learned that Eric Goodbranson was on the Ducks now. To be fair, he's been on like three teams in the last two months. So things were escalating. And Brendan Leipzig had a really heavy hit on Derek Grant on the Ducks. And things just kind of exploded. And so Garnett Hathaway jumps in. He knocks this guy down on the ground. And then as they're trying to pull him off Derek Grant, Garnett Hathaway and Eric Goodbranson end up like being held by a referee. <laughs> like two dogs. It looked like something out of a cartoon. They're just like barking at each other. And then Garnett Hathaway... <laughs> reaches over and unbuckles Eric Goodbranson's helmet, like, just to be a <gasps> dick. That's, like, my favorite hockey thing. It's just like, oh, I got your ass. Like, oh, I undid <laughs> your buckle. What are you going to do about it? I'm rubber, you are glue. So, obviously, the rational, reasonable response to this is that Eric Goodbranson sucker punches him in the face. Right in the face. People forget that. And obviously, if we're going to punching, then we're going to spitting. So that's when Garnet Hathaway just lets one loose. 
it was such a large amount of spit. <laughs> I was just like, wow, you were ready for this. While you were down on the ground beating the shit out of Derek Grant, you were like building up spit <laughs> for this very moment. Listen, I mean, who among us hasn't built up a spit reserve when they knew they were going to need it later? He just knew. Sometimes, sometimes, you know. Yeah. And so anyway, he gets thrown out of the game. Um, spitting is a penalty where uh, you automatically get a match penalty. And so mm-hmm. that means that you get thrown out for the rest of the game. And also there will probably be supplemental discipline or a hearing. And like to his credit, when he was asked about it after the game, he didn't try and weasel his way around it. He was like, yeah, I spit on him. It was stupid. That has no place in the game. It was just a really emotional reaction. Like things had just boiled over to a point where I wasn't using my head anymore. And on the other side, you had the media interviewing everybody in the Ducks locker room who literally sounded like (laughs) Garnet Hathaway had murdered their entire family. (laughs) I... It's so ridiculous to read all everything that they're saying in a vacuum because if you took yeah. away if if you took away the fact that like someone got spat on, it sounds like someone just did high crimes and misdemeanors. Garnet Hathaway ran over my entire family with a bus. Right, but then you add the fact that he just spat on someone. I'm like, that's just a night out in the Jersey Shore. Yeah. Like, I don't know what to tell you. This just smacks of gay panic to me. <laughs> You know, like there's something there's something gay about this shit. Yeah, it's uh, it, it crosses the line. It's really just completely unacceptable. And anyway, he had a hearing for this a couple of days later, and he was suspended three games. Woo! And the the rationale they used was that him spitting in Erica Branson's face after Erica Branson sucker punched him was that he spat on him with the quote unquote intent to injure. He's got that acid spit. That poison dart frog spit. <laughs> It's like a Jurassic Park. I, I do see Erica Branson's face and I do want to, to spit on it. So it, it's understandable. I think this is nuts. And I know that is my hometown bias showing completely. No. But I do think this is insane. Here's how, here's how I'll reverse the hometown bias thing for you. I also think it's nuts. And I think it's nuts. In that same game or like the game before, Ovi laid somebody out. Right. And I saw that hit and I was like, that's textbook interference. And he should get at least a game for that. And nothing happened. But you add the fact that someone spat, which is somehow like on, on the higher level of transgression than hitting someone in the head. Yeah. And then he gets three games. That's ridiculous. I also just think the entire, like, intent to injure um, Mm -hmm. classification of things is, if you think about it too hard, it just becomes absurd. There's guys getting shoved into the boards every night and getting knocked down and getting cross-checked. You can't tell me that, like, you can't read somebody's mind. Well, okay. So I'm going to get, this is really, this is going to be really annoying for you, but, like, the five people who listen to this who are lawyers are going to love it. Oh, boy. Here we go. So in every first year torts class, like every one else torts class, you learn John Tortorella about... class. Yes, continue. There you go. Exactly. We learn about the life and times of John Tortorella. Anyway, <laughs> there's the there's the concept of you're able to consent to a battery if you're like a football player or something. So like you know you like you accept the risk ahead of time. Right. It's like an assumption of the risk, and like you you can't sue someone for breaking your leg as a football player if you right are on the field and consented to that by being there so what they're saying with this is is it's like a spit is like a different kind of injury ah so like you're not expecting to get spat on when you right you're expecting to get jostled into the boards but you're not expecting to have another man's fluids you're expecting to get hit in the head with a puck and just be bleeding out on the ice like matt calvert two weeks ago yeah okay cool yeah yeah that makes total sense haha normal sport 
Um, Normal legal system. I just think that this is such a clear example of how fucked up the NHL's disciplinary system is. Mm -hmm. And there's two things that really stand out to me. Number one is that two years ago, not to bring this up again, but Brad Marchand was straight up licking people in the face during the Stanley Cup playoffs. And if Garnet Hathaway spitting on somebody can be classified under intent to injure because it's not a risk that you are accepting when you play hockey, I don't think licking somebody's face is not out of that classification. And what discipline did Brad Marchand get for multiple incidents of licking? No fines, no suspensions. He got a verbal warning. Stop licking people. Gary Bettman said, cut that out. And he said, okay. No, it just seems like very tied to like a a sense of morality that changes and is also Oh, it's so subjective. And I don't think that's how it should go because that's how you end up with a bunch of people who abuse their wives in the league. And then the other thing is that Robert Bortuzzo just got suspended today for a brutal hit. I can't remember who was on the other end of that, but he's going to be out for three to four weeks. Yeah. Bortuzzo got suspended, and he's a previous offender. Mm-hmm. He got suspended for four games. One more game than Garnet Hathaway. So causing brain damage, just a little bit worse. Slightly. Uh, just 60 minutes worse. Then maybe getting a little bit of spit on your face. Then maybe contracting oral herpes. <laughs> Which you probably already had because you're a hockey player. I don't know. It just makes you think. Really does. Anyway, we should have robot refs. Drones. Ooh. Get some drones out there. That's all I'm saying. Oh, okay. That, this is actually like a, it's like a whole thing. You know that, Yeah, right? I do. I'm a huge supporter. I'm going to be the yeah, Elon Musk of robot refs. Yeah, you're going to send them to Mars. I just want them to have little stripes. <laughs> I want them to have little paint stripes. Hey, should we take some calls? I think we should take some calls. I am going to read you the first one because it seems like it's right up your alley. Hey, bunnies. First time texter from Winnipeg here. Peg City, baby. Let's go. Let's go. Do you think the Jets will continue to stay competitive in the wild card or central division race? And if so, how much of that is to do with Laurent Boursois vibes? Wow. What a special question for me. I don't even think it's like a wild card situation anymore. I think they could like probably contend for a playoff spot just with how well they've been doing for the last, if, if, they, if they're able to keep this going. I'm knocking on wood very hard because I think that they honestly, well, I also just kind of think that they deserve it with the way that they've been playing the last couple of weeks, especially. Right. So what, they've been a really fun team to watch uh, just this season because there was all this narrative about Bufflin being gone mm-hmm. and like this is sort of their last chance at a real run for anything. And then lo- there was all that difficulty around mm-hmm. like Line A being signed and he missed part of training camp. And they weren't able to pull it together at the start of the mm-hmm. season. But now they're like tied for first place in the central division so they're 14 9 and 1 this is largely in part to i would say blake wheeler for sure he just looks like a grizzled vet i mean yeah it's it's working for me like let me let me just tell you i mean he's a good looking dude he looks like solid snake (laughs) he looks like punished snake (laughs) out there punished blake oh my god punished blake yes 
but what's been interesting about this is he's been giving like extremely candid quotes to journalists as he's like saying like yeah it's been fucking hard and yeah we're practicing all the time and i'm exhausted but he's basically saying like this is the last time we're going to be able to have all these people together right and it's it's a mentality where it reminds me a little bit of the of the Canes last year mm-hmm. where they're like, we're playing to win with the players we have. And yeah, we have guys who are out due to injury. And yeah, like we might take some dumb penalties. And yeah, our special teams aren't perfect. But at the end of the day, we want to win and we're going to make it work no matter what. Right. They are, I think, so tied together right now as a team. I would love to be in that locker room just to kind of see what that atmosphere is like right now because mm-hmm. I think they've got something special going on this season. And I think it's centered, centered around Blake. I mean, I think he's I think he's just someone who is able to make them believe in him. I would follow him anywhere if he asked me to go. If it's hell, so be it. <laughs> so the things that I worry about with the Jets, who I feel like everyone, whenever they get really into hockey, it's like you have your team and then you have teams that you like and then you have teams that you just for whatever reason you just get really into them Mm -hmm. and like the jets are mine yeah um they have a terrible special team situation it is no good folks they are like 28th in the power play similarly that similar to that in the pk and they got to figure something out they have a pretty good goalie situation treaty between Hellebuck and uh, Brossois. They are both very angry men. I love two angry goalies. So yeah, I think I think you have a lot to look forward to with the Jets. I certainly do. I would still really like to see Big Buff come back, if only for my fantasy team. I really like Brossois' vibes, and I didn't really realize how much I was like, wow, this guy rocks, until... So they played the Blue Jackets this past weekend, and... In, like, the third period, Bourseois started cramping up, like, so badly that he had to get taken out of the oh, game. Yeah. And so they put Hellebuck in, and Bourseois goes down the tunnel, comes back. He's like, I'm feeling better. Like, put me back in. Put me back in. I want to play. Like, I want to get the win. Paul Maurice was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to pull him. Connor's doing a fine job. We're winning right now, so just, like, hang out. But I think it's it's kind of indicative of the entire team's mentality that he was like, I want to get this win. I want to own it. Okay. Hey, bunnies, as we get deep into the horrors of Movember, I've had to face some real dark truths about myself. Maybe you have too. Have any hockey's horrible facial hair decisions left you saying, I know this isn't a good look for him, but unfortunately I still would. I only have one answer to this and then you're not going to like it. Um, I also only have one answer to this and it's, it's all of them. Unfortunately, oh. I still would. I think... A lot of times for me, the bad mustache only uh, makes things worse for me personally. You're like, oh, it humanizes them. Like, maybe I have a chance because they look, look like even shit. shittier. Like, um, Travis Konechny. I'm like, oh, God. Already looks disgusting. And I'm like, I vibe with this. And then he's like growing out the gross mustache. And I'm like, I vibe with this even more. <laughs> he looks like the worst frat guy. Oh, the horrible. Worst guy in the fraternity, like in the, like, the shittiest fraternity. I want him to not let me into a party because I'm not hot enough. Um, Austin looks really good with his awesome, awful mustache. He look, he looks I feel like that good. doesn't count because he's had it since the beginning of the season. It's like worse This has now, to be like someone who just started fresh in November and is growing up the bad, oh, the bad mustache. Dabrinkis actually looks okay. He pulls it off. I think that's hometown bias. I, mean, <laughs> I think so, it looks really so. bad. Oh, you know what? Actually, when the Coyotes were in D.C. like two weeks ago... I was walking my little self to lunch 
and I saw <laughs> I saw Clayton Keller. Oh, I'm not sure why. I work by the arena, so maybe they were there for like a skate or something, or getting ready for the game. Does he look older in person? Nope. Uh, oh. <laughs> he does not. But he does have a horrible mustache situation going on. That was my takeaway. I at first was like, oh, this man's wearing a nice coat. Oh, too bad about his mustache. Oh, that's oh. Clayton Keller. He just looks like Freddie Highmore or something. He looks like a baby in a musical. Like a Dickens orphan. Yeah, like he didn't get fed enough. I don't know. I hope he's well. Uh, hi, bunnies. Uh, this is Mitch. Um, I'm just calling again. Uh, I'm, I'm really enjoying the show. You guys are doing a great job. Um, anyway, so I, I was watching the Red Wings, uh, Senators game, uh, probably because I need an excuse to go to a bar. Uh, but anyway, um, I saw, uh, Brady Kachuk really, uh, uh, earn his keep and improve to everyone why he is such a delightful member of his family. Um, he uh, pushed a Red Wings player in front of the net, and then, um, like, the next play, or the next time he was on the ice, like, two Red Wings, like, got in and, like, pushed him into the, like, like pushed him into the boards and stuff like that, like, teamed up on him. And uh, the the puck just, like, popped out away from the hit. And so Anthony DeClaire uh, gets the puck and just skates, skates un, unopposed, basically, and just scores a, a beautiful goal. Um, and that's that's Brady Kachuk earning his keep as just a, a real shit stirrer. So you gotta love him. He's our trash king. Uh, keep up the great work. As you know, uh, this is we are sponsored by the Kachuk family to talk about the Kachuks at least once a week. That's right. But I don't know if any of you guys have been paying attention to Senator Taki. No, they've won their last six in a row. I know. <laughs> I had to look it up. I had to Google who are the Ottawa Senators. But it's been sort of amazing because when at the start of the season, no one expected oh, anything no. from them. And that is oftentimes, I feel like, the best gift mm-hmm. that you can receive as a hockey team is having no expectations. Because now they're super excited not to be the worst team of the NHL. It's like, what's the worst that can happen? And so they're all rallying together, and I just love to see it. You know, they're so bad. They're so bad. And I want Brady Kachuk to be so happy because he's such a bad child. So they are 11-11-1 right now, which means they are only three points behind the Toronto Maple Leafs. Wow. Who's to say? Time is a flat circle. Nothing means anything. (laughs) The game is made up and the points don't matter. But Brady already has eight goals this season. That's so many. He has eight goals. He has 14 points. And two out of those eight are game-winning goals. Clutch King? Mm Mm-hmm. Do we have to say it? (laughs) We have to stand. So last year, just in comparison, he had 22 goals total and 48 points total. So he's already on pace. Like, we're a quarter of the way through the season. He's already on pace to way surpass his record last year because this is only his second year in the league. Here's the thing is you can't compare Brady and Matt, and I don't think you should even try. I wasn't going to. I know. I'm just saying for anyone who's listening to this and saying, like, why aren't we talking about Matt since Matt's obviously better? You can't. They're just different. They have. It's like comparing me and Christina. We have different strengths. Here's the thing is you can compare Quinn and Jack Hughes and Quinn's better. And Quinn's better in every way. Personality, hockey skills. Positional alignment. General, like, aura. (laughs) He's got better vibes. Yeah, I think it's, like, really fun to see them ride the wave while they can also because the Sens, in a way that's very similar to, like, the Red Wings, 
they just don't have any depth. No, and it's not. I mean, there's nothing that they can do about it. They're right. uh, they're on a rebuild. But whenever you can get them jazzed up and winning, like, it's awesome to see. Yeah. That helps the rebuild. They're able to give their prospects and their rookies a lot more playing time than they would get in any other franchise. So I think that's good for just the future of the team as a whole. And also, like, think about how many great draft picks they're going to have this year. Oh, my God. Senators, Stanley Cup 2028. I have another text for you. Uh, hit me. Hi, bunnies. Medium time, first time. I just want to know how we're feeling about Jamie Beast Mode Ben and his raw cow-eyed power. Love you guys. Thanks for getting Don Cherry fired. You're welcome. Uh, I feel pretty goddamn good about it. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but the stars have been on a little, little bit of a tear lately. Christina has literally been on top of tables, clanging pots and pans together to try and get people to pay attention to Dallas Stars hockey. And it's worked. Dallas Stars Stanley Cup 2020? Colorado Avalanche Stanley Cup? Duh! Okay, okay. Like, <laughs> no, you can't. That's, it doesn't work like that. I can only speak <laughs> it into existence. So this has been really interesting because it came off a very bad skid for them. They lost a shitload of games in the row to the extent that management was talking badly about Jamie and Tyler Sagan. Again. To the press again, literally around the same time It's because year. they learned that negative reinforcement works. <laughs> yeah. They were like, well, I, this happened before. This happened last winter. So I guess we better just like talk shit about them publicly. <laughs> it's the only thing that gets them motivated. <laughs> Jamie Ben needs a literal cattle prod to like get going <laughs> and wouldn't you know it after they chat talk them to the media they've been playing amazing ever since their first Jamie 10 ben. games they lost eight of the first 10 it was really bad their last 11 games they've won 10 out of 11 and jamie beast mode ben three consecutive game winning goals I'm still thinking about... Uh, was this the Canucks game? Oh, it was the Canucks game. I forget who he checked into the boards, but he checks someone into the boards and then gets the puck. It takes the puck all the way all the way to the other, to his zone, and then scores. And it was just, it was like an incredible 30 seconds of hockey on three on three overtime. They kept calling him Sochi Ben, and I was like, is that another brother? I'm like, who's Sochi Ben? The third Ben brother. They actually have a sister. It's Jamie, Jordy, and their sister, whose name I assume is... Jessica. Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> I think that this is, he just has been thriving in Scorpio season. He is. Water signs love water signs. Have you been thriving this Scorpio season? Absolutely not. The only season I thrive during is Gemini season. Hey, bunnies. My name is Maya. Um, long time listener, first time caller. So. A happy belated birthday, Christina, and I wanted to ask you guys if you could wish a happy birthday to my friend Michael. His birthday is coming up, and he's also listening to Bug Bunny. I think it will be a nice surprise. So my question is for Audrey, and so I'm a big Cats fan, and I have this question. Nicholas Backstrom, hot or not? Because the, the You Can't Do That girls say he's hotter in person, so I was curious to have another opinion. Thank you. Love the work, guys. Um, keep it up. Keep the good work. Love you guys. Oh, happy birthday, Michael. That's so Aww. nice. What a nice friend you have in Maya who called in know. to a podcast hosted by two perverts. I hope you have fun, Michael, and that you don't get arrested or in too much trouble. Have fun. Be safe. Don't do anything that we wouldn't do. Okay, so this is the, the Nicholas Bactrim question. 
Hmm. <sighs> debate it, debate it for centuries. <laughs> the longest thread in internet history. Exactly. Um, I, this is a hard one for me because Nicholas Backstrom, I will agree, hotter in person. Yes. Here's the thing, though. You either get it or you don't, and I don't get it. Yeah, and I think that's fine. It doesn't have to be for everybody. Yeah, I think there's also kind of a tendency to stan Nicholas Backstrom, for lack of a better word, because he is so underappreciated in the league as a whole. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I do think, he, like, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. It's going to be great. His reputation is catching up with his skills at this point, with his resume. So we do not need to objectify him anymore. Yeah, stop objectifying Nicholas Backstrom. You're allowed to objectify <laughs> every other man in the league except for Nicholas Backstrom. I just don't get it. Like, it just doesn't do anything for I me. think he's hot because of his ability. Is that a thing? Can I say that? Yeah, yeah. You can You can be turned on. I'm turned on like, by, so like, good. his playing style. Right. It's like whenever you see someone doing, like, a really good job at something, and you're like, wow, that's, that's impressive. Like, goddamn. I can't think of somebody else in the league who I really feel that way about. Maybe it's just an immense form of respect. Yeah. I mean, I feel the same way about Ovi. I don't want to smash, but, like, I think it's he's hot. I would. Even though objectively he's ugly. <laughs> Shall I read the last text to you? Please do. Hi, bunnies. First time, long time. We've seen a few examples of big media stealing puck bunnies. <laughs> when will you be announcing puck bunnies as uh, an official podcast of The Athletic so the NHL stops stealing your content? I just Question think mark. that even if we were signed by The Athletic, the NHL would not stop ripping off our content. Yeah, I don't think that whenever you get signed to something that you get, like, bodyguard. Copyright (laughs) over all of your intellectual property. I think that we don't have enough. We have to hire our own paramilitary to to enforce our If you're interested, please send me a DM. If you are a paramilitary group looking for- Puck Bunny's Revolutionary Forces. That's a great lead-in to this conversation. This has been, I think, my favorite bit that we've developed this year is that we're just wildly accusing the NHL or NHL network of just ripping off things from this show, even though the odds of that actually being true are so low that like... But it did happen like a couple times. Christina's a truther. When they tweeted, give me fuel, give me fire, that was mine. Oh, right. Okay, well, to be fair, that was the Canes. That was the Canes account. Okay, okay, true, true. Also my role. I don't know. What do you, what would you what would you like to do about this? I think the only way to fight back is to sign up in a, in in a way. Fight fire with fire. That's right. So, in the spirit of that, do you have an announcement that you'd like to make? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this is going to be rough. <laughs> Guys, we've been so yeah. excited to tell you this for like several weeks and now we've gotten to the point and Christina's going to blow it. She's <laughs> yeah, losing her mind. It. I blow it. Okay, I have an announcement. Puck Bunny signed. Can you do like a? Can you do a thing where it says signed? Don't they have like a at the draft? They have like a trade trade announced. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, and we have like little hats, and we have to switch our hats. <laughs> and our hats say independent now. And to we we are selling out, folks. We are going corporate. This is no longer the indie darling podcast that you've listened to and loved for the last year. We are dogs of the state. Uh, So Audrey and I are super excited to tell all of you guys that we have joined Blue Wires Podcast Network. That sounds like we're selling out, and it's because we are. But the good (laughs) part about this is that literally nothing changes for you. No, we are still the same idiots that you've come to know and love. (laughs) So just a little bit about, like, 
what's going on here. Blue Wire is a sports podcasting network. They have a bunch of existing sports podcasts already, but we are their first league-wide hockey podcast. Huge mistake on their part. Yeah, I, I can't believe we got scouted out. This is how you want to start? Okay. This is a huge scam that we're pulling on them. But in terms of content, we're staying the same. We do have a shiny brand new logo. Uh, I'm really excited about it. So Audrey, this is this is some behind the scenes. Audrey and I like made some awful paint mock-ups of stuff that we were thinking about. And I did not actually send those to Blue Wire. But I basi- we basically sent them the description and then they just made it. And I was amazed. Like, it looks so good. Breaking news. Christina figured out how graphic design works. Graphic design sometimes is people's passion. So what this means is that, yes, you are going to start getting ad reads from us. Yeah. So, I mean, the major change is, is that there will be ads on the podcast. But that's cool because it makes us feel legitimate. Important. Right. We're basically Michael Barbaro. Right, like this is about us. You need to be happy for us because now we get to get our egos stoked. So this has nothing to do with you. So just say thank you, Christina and Audrey. Also, basically, for us this ads. is a boosted resources for us. Yes. At the end of the day, this just means more content and fun stuff for you. Um, so it's great. Right. We're really excited to work with these guys, and we're happy that you guys are all coming along for the ride. And like we couldn't have done any of this without you guys. So yeah. that was a big part of our discussions with the company is that the community that we've built up here and I love you all so much. Don't let it go to your heads. Don't let it go to your heads, but like you kind of are the light of my life. Obviously there's like some big changes going on, but no, it's there's honestly not. the same. They're, don't freak out. Okay. Big aesthetic changes. Like they're going to be seeing this on a new thing. Don't freak out. It's going to be fine. You can call in with your questions or your suggestions or your thoughts or your concepts or anything you have to share with us, except any negative feedback. We're not interested for next week's episode at 774-318-6952. Please remember to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher. Oh, I remembered the name this week. Big day for little Audrey. You can follow us on Twitter at @puckbunnies_pod, underscore pod. And if you are so inclined, you can follow us on Instagram as well, which I am going to start posting more on. And you can reach us there at, at puckbunniespod. You can also support us on Patreon, and that is patreon.com slash puckbunnies. Guys, it's been a pleasure. I'm Audrey. I'm Christina. And this has been Puck Bunnies. Bye. See you guys next week. Woo. I'm going to go to the bathroom.